The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. I've really enjoyed this adventure this year, looking forward to continuing on this week and next week. We've talked a little bit about the adventures in life, adventures in life to me that we are looking at that require our faith and therefore become adventures in faith are things like we want to launch a new dream in our life, we want to launch a new career, we want to launch a new relationship, we want to have an adventure in greater health and well-being, we want an adventure in greater financial well-being, or we want an adventure in personal healing and thriving in our life. And these adventures require us to be thoughtful and conscious and aware as we step out on them. And so we've been talking in our series about how to launch an adventure in faith. What are the best practices for launching and stepping forward. We talked a little bit about getting present. Last week, Reverend Josh gave a great talk about that when you get lost, on sometimes getting lost is a good thing. And we had fun this last week telling each other to get lost a lot, didn't we? <laughs> get lost, you know, and we meant it. And it was a great thing because not all who are uh, wandering are lost. And the powers of, of those moments when you seem to get off track. And today, our topic is roadside assistance. And today, what I want to talk about, our, ta- our committee worked on what to do in those times when we have launched an adventure in faith and there is a breakdown. We break down in some way. And the forward motion of our adventure comes to a halt. How do we handle that? So in these kind of adventures in faith that we're talking about, a breakdown might look like Uh, an obstacle gets in our way. Suddenly we have to stop because there's an obstacle in our way. It might look like uh, we get confused. It might look like we come to the edge of our skill set around this adventure and we realize that we don't know enough to continue farther. It might look like some sort of a personal breakdown or a health challenge or something that veers us off the road in our personal life. Someone leaves our life, either they break up with us in a relationship or a relationship begins to crumble, a friendship or a romantic partnership. It might look like someone steps off the earth plane into the next experience and suddenly we're feeling the emotional loss of grief. And sometimes it's just that moving forward in our own adventures, we get our own personal buttons pushed And we have an emotional reaction that is big and loud and suddenly we're broke down and we're stopped on the side of the road of our own adventure and we don't know how to proceed. And roadside roadside assistance is about how, how well do we in those moments step out for help and support? How do we get, how do we get help? This is a big thing when it comes to cars, isn't it? Nowadays, many of us have uh, memberships and companies that will provide roadside assistance for us and lenders and car dealerships. A big deal is roadside assistance because they know we don't like being stopped on the side of the road. And the majority of us, when we are stopped on the side of the road, don't know how to fix our car. It needs to get to a a shop uh, to get fixed. 
We may know how to change a tire, and some of us have a bit of knowledge about how to fix a car, but often not enough and not the tools necessary to fix it on the side of the road. So roadside assistance is a big deal. But imagine with me for a moment that you are driving and your car broke down, and you get out of the car, and maybe you do know how to change a tire, maybe you don't. Maybe you do have some automotive knowledge, maybe you don't. If you were like me, you wouldn't have any. My husband, Ken, has quite a bit of knowledge and has fixed a lot of cars. But even he, I think, would most of the time be willing to call roadside assistance for help and support. Uh, But just assume for a minute that you decided, I'm going to do it all myself. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to open the hood and I'm going to fix this car because I am independent and I can fix things and by gosh, I'm going to just do it myself. And so you start unscrewing stuff and pulling things out and looking at it and trying to get the car back on the road, even though you have no idea how to do it, but you just, you're just going to give it your best shot. Statistically, it's very unlikely that any of us are going to drive away from that sort of a situation, isn't it? But I say it this way because that's how many of us behave when we need assistance in life. We, we bump up against things that we don't know how to fix. Emotional things and frustrating things and skill set things. And we have this indomitable, independent spirit that somehow says, I'm going to do this by myself, even though I have no idea how. I have no idea what to do next. And so we, we sometimes... Don't ask for help. We don't call for roadside assistance in our personal life. And I understand this very deeply, very deeply. I was, I was born into a family where I had parents who were teenagers, and they were pretty challenged when it came to parenting, and they had some challenging dynamics between them. My, my father thought that his role, I think, was to rule the roost and to rule my mother's life, and so he controlled everything she did. And so where there were a couple of things, three things that I noticed when I was a little one. Number one, I didn't like that my mother seemed to not have as many choices as I thought she should have. So I remember deciding pretty early on, that's not happening to me. No man is going to control me. I will be independent and strong and fierce on my own. I don't need a man. I don't need anybody. And so that was kind of how I tried to live my life out from the time I was a little girl. Secondly, because my parents were so young and clearly did not know a lot about parenting, I remember the day I looked at them both and said, these people don't know what they're doing. (laughs) I guess I'm just going to have to take care of myself. That was my conclusion. Thirdly, there was a lot of violence in our household. And for 10 years, I never asked for help from anyone. I never told a teacher. I never told a priest. I never told a friend. I never told a soul. I kept to myself. I didn't tell anyone. And when it all came out, we got lots of help. And that help served us. But what happened is that those decisions caused me to grow up and become an adult in a way that I gave myself messages that you don't ask for help, especially about personal issues. I never reached out for help. 
I was independent. I tried very hard to not let people know what was really going on inside of me because it had become a habit. Well, I was good at helping other people, really good at helping other people. But to receive help myself, put up the hand. And any time people would try to help me, put up the hand. I can do it myself. Until I started doing some profound personal growth work through this teaching and workshops that I did, and I realized that I was missing the opportunity for deep, profound connection. And that it wasn't a shameful act to ask for help. That indeed my willingness to sort of break myself open and let people into my life and let people into my heart and share what was going on with me, even with people who couldn't help me at all, but at least were willing to, as Barry Song suggests, listen to me and stand in the fire with me, was part of what helped me to grow and transform and get connected and indeed experience the love that is available on this planet. Many of us are suffering. We're suffering because we just are too proud to reach out and ask for help. We've got some myth or some taboo or some story or some habit of being that says, if I let people know that I need help, that that's somehow a shameful action, that that somehow proves that I'm weak and that I'm not strong, that I should know better because I'm this expert or I'm this age or I should know better because I am some spiritual guru, smart, wise person or after all I am, the mom? How could my kid know more than me? Whatever the story might be, we sometimes get into these places where we start putting up the hand to the universe. No, I will not receive help. No. And like a little three-year-old, I do it myself. I do it myself. And it doesn't serve us, especially in those moments when we experience breakdown. Breakdown. And so today I want to invite us to recognize that wherever we are in our adventure in faith or our many adventures in faith, there is wisdom to being open and receptive to help and assistance. There is wisdom, especially when we break down, to receiving roadside assistance and actually seeking it out consciously, standing up and saying, I need some help. I need a little help. I'm not sure how to proceed here. And how to find that help. Because everybody needs a little help sometimes. Everybody does. What we're missing when we're unwilling to be helped is the vast, expansive resource of the universe that is expressing through every part of everything and everyone. And when we, when we try to, to, to allow it not to come through us or come through the various channels through which we can receive support, we literally shut ourselves off from greater creativity, from greater possibility, from solutions that could really push us forward through the challenges that we're facing. We literally can get stuck and trapped in the journey and stopped. And that's why many of us have dreams that are unrealized at times or or relationships that are stuck or health conditions that are stuck or situations in our life that we haven't been able to improve upon 
Often it's because we haven't been willing to receive any roadside assistance. I don't want anyone to know that I struggle with this. I don't want anybody to know and see me in my weakness. I'm, I'm ashamed or I'm embarrassed that I should know better. But when we begin to contemplate, which I'm asking us to do today, the possibility that in those places where our adventures get stuck or we have a breakdown, we could ask for help. We, we begin to open ourselves up to a greater trust of the universal flow that happens through us and we open ourselves up to the many, 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 the limitless channels that it can come from as we trust ourselves to be vulnerable and to speak those words and we just open ourselves up to receiving which is one of the secrets of manifesting the good that we seek. A number of months ago, I was going to get my hair done with my wonderful hairdresser. She's not just a hairdresser. She's a, an amazing woman, and I consider her a good friend. And we've had many very personal conversations about our lives and sharing. I know many of you who are in that industry know that your clients become these people that you can talk to at a very profound level, and that's the truth for, for her and I. And so one day when I went to go get my hair done, she had just had surgery on her leg. And she was in her studio, which is this beautiful room that's private, but she was on one of those little scooter things with one leg, and so she was scooting around to get all the things she needed to get to do my hair. And I'm sitting in the chair with the little cape on and everything, waiting to, to do my hair. And she's scooting around, and she'd scoot up, and she'd try to reach for something. And I'd say, can I help you with that? No, no, no. She said, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And then she's scooting around, and she's trying to find things. And I'd say, can I help you with that? No, 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 that's okay, it's okay. And this went on for quite a while. And finally, I took a deep breath, and I said, you know... I just want to say that I don't understand why you're not willing to let me help you. you you're struggling and you don't have to. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to help you. And I said, you know, I know you've been wanting to build your business and be more prosperous. And I'm just noticing and wondering if this pattern is, that's so profound is playing itself out in your unwillingness to receive the good of the universe. And she just kind of stopped and looked at me with these big eyes, you know. And she said, oh my gosh. And we proceeded to have a conversation about this because what we sometimes don't realize is that the more we are willing to be helped, even in little ways, the more we're saying yes to the vast, expansive, universal presence that is seeking expression to us. It's like we're, we're saying, yes, I would be happy for you to help me with those dishes. Yes, I would be happy for you to help me uh, through with these groceries. Yes, I would be happy for you to help me with this problem. As the offers for help come forth and we say yes instead of talk to the hands, when we begin to do that, what are we saying to the universal presence? And I learned this so powerfully when I realized in, in my young adult years, uh, in our Beyond Limits class that I was teaching, we took this thing called an abundance quotient in the class. Some of you have been in the class might remember it. It's a number of questions that are all about abundance. And where I failed miserably was, am I willing to receive help? 
And I had to say no because at that point in my life, I was living all alone and I had just moved into a new place and I had all this big furniture that wasn't where I wanted it. And here was my strategy. Grab hold of the big piece of furniture, move it two inches. (sighs) Step back the next day. Grab hold of the piece of furniture, move it two more inches. Move it as far as I could. Never once did it dawn on me to call someone and say, could you come help me move this big piece of furniture? Never once did it dawn on me. Not once. And when I read the question, I went, "Uh uh-oh, Houston, I think we have a problem here. (laughs) And I realized that this is one of the, the reasons that sometimes our lives get kind of stopped and stifled. And abundance in every form is stifled because we get into a habit like I was of just saying no to every offer, no matter how bad it gets. All roadside assistance is rejected. I will fix this car myself. I will get the car out of the ditch. I don't need any help. I will handle it. I will take care of it. I don't need your help. And then we're just blocking it all off and feeling disconnected. When part of the way that we connect, not only with the abundant nature of the universe, but with the reality of our interdependence is to say yes to help. I don't believe that we were put here and meant to do it all, all by ourselves. I think that the reason that there's so many more of us here and there's a bunch of other people is that there's some merit in doing this together, in helping each other and being helped. But our culture and our, our, the way that many of us have been raised and the things that we've, we think we've been taught about not receiving help keep us from being open. So there is a, an art, a wonderful art to receiving help and being connected. Because this trust is powerful, powerful. Learning to trust ourselves to receive the help that will support us, learning to trust the universe, powerful. And in her book, Dare to Lead, Brené Brown says, we asked a thousand leaders, what do your team members do that earns your trust? She said the most common answer, asking for help. Brené says, when it comes to people who do not habitually ask for help, the leaders we polled explained that they would not delegate important work to them because the leaders did not trust that they would raise their hands and ask for help. And the next thing that Brené says is mind blown. That's a mind-blowing concept, isn't it? Especially in the work environment where we think, I should never ask for help because then people will think I'm stupid and I don't know what I'm doing. But this research is saying just the opposite, that when we ask for help, leaders trust us more, give us more, and I believe that that is true of our universe too. And so the art of getting the help we need has to do, first of all, with acknowledging our, our addiction to independence, fierce independence. That's the first step, isn't it, in in moving through an addiction? It's to admit that I have a problem. It's to admit that sometimes I'm not so willing to ask for or receive help. And then upon seeing that, I 
choose to receive help, looking, looking at our adventures and saying, where is it that I could get a little help? I'm willing to receive help. I'm open to receiving help. I'd like to receive help. If I'm struggling with loss, I, I feel sad sometimes for the number of people who, who struggle all alone with their grief who struggle all alone when they lose someone dear to them in some way or some dream falls apart and they just persist in thinking that they can and should know how to do it alone, that is something, if we think about it, no one ever taught us growing up, okay, honey, when someone dies, here's how to deal with it. Okay, when when your heart gets broken, here's how to deal with it. Okay, when things fall apart, here's how to deal with it. We might have had some wise person who who attempted to impart knowledge, but the reality is that when we get into these challenging situations, it's almost like our heart bursts open from its sadness and all knowledge seeps out of our brain and that's when we need help. We have to admit in those moments, I don't know, I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to go forward. I don't know what help I need. I just know I could use some help. And so upon admitting that, what happens is things begin to open. Then getting very present, which can be hard because when we're emotionally compromised or we're in a position where we're grieving or we're feeling the loss or we're disappointed that it's not working out, it can be challenging to say, okay, I'm going to get present. I'm going to accept what's happening right now. This is what's going on. And then I'm going to start to look around and listen for my own intuition, my own guidance. I often will say when something's going on for me, what would help me most right now? I don't say it to somebody else a lot of times. First, I'll say it to me. What would help me most right now? And in those dark moments for myself, I've seen the faces of mentors and teachers. I've gotten an image to call. Often it's call my mommy or call, call a friend, talk to my husband, Sometimes it's go see my practitioner, call my prayer partner, uh, talk to a therapist, go to my life coach, find somebody who has been through this before and see if they can help me navigate these waters. But I will listen and when I get that call to step forward and move into being supported, I will follow it and I will listen deeply and allow myself to be helped. I've also found that because I believe so strongly in this and it's been such an important message for me that I never feel any judgment for anyone who asks for help of anything or anyone and I never shame anyone who asks for help. Because sometimes as we look around, what happens is we think, well, they shouldn't be asking for help for that. That's just way too personal. And so sometimes that's us projecting onto other people our own willingness to ask for help and support. And so it's about being willing to to allow through our life the, the powerful experience and cultivating a culture and a world that I'm sure part of the solutions for our world today individually and collectively has to do with this issue. It has to do with being willing to be helped and supported and connect with each other and being willing to powerfully help other people. 
So we're inviting you this week to consider how it is that you could get help and support for your adventure. And before I do end this, I do want to say some words too about helping other people. Because maybe we're on an adventure in faith and we haven't had a breakdown, but we know other people around us are having a breakdown personal friends or family members, or we see breakdown going on in our society somewhere or our world somewhere, and and we want to help, but we don't know how, and we feel overwhelmed at how to help. We have kids sometimes. We do too much for our kids, which doesn't help them to become independent people. Sometimes we do too little for them, and as parents, we're not always sure where we should be. And, And friends and loved ones, I don't always know how to help people. And so I use the same inner guidance to listen to what's mine to do. I remember last week we sang that wonderful song, I cannot do all the good that the world needs, but the world needs all the good that I can do. So it's about an inner listening so that we don't become one of those helpful people who's so busy helping other people that we wear ourselves out or we're not listening to our own inner messages where our breakdowns are asking us to seek help. Sometimes we use helping other people as a coping mechanism. If I just help enough people, I don't have to deal with the fact that I need some help and support. But helping other people is an important part of our journey. And so we listen to our guidance. And when our guidance says to us to do something, we do it. To say something, we can say it. Just like I said to my my wonderful hairdresser, just to say something Ask a good question, invite a conversation that might be helpful without pushing myself on people, that sort of help. But I also recognize that because the help that God is and the help that the universe is is flowing everywhere, sometimes I can be helpful and don't have to even do anything but just know that I choose to stand in the presence of the divine and know that I choose to be a helpful presence. My husband and I have been reading The Science of Mind by Ernest Holmes, but we've been doing it in a systematic way. There's this little check sheet that you can read every day, do a little bit of reading for a year, and by the time you're done with that in a year, you will have read the whole book. And so the other day, we opened to a meditation that helped me tremendously in my talk today, which I was very grateful for. And here is the meditation. It's called The Power Within Blesses All. The power within me is blessing and forever healing all with whom I come in contact. The power within me is God, and it must bless and help and heal all those who come near it. Silently, the work goes on, and silently, all are being helped by this inner power which is operating through me. I will give thanks that my power within is silently blessing and helping everyone to whom my thought reaches The life within me blesses all. It's our opportunity to recognize that we can be a blessing everywhere we go and be a helpful presence everywhere we go when we do so with this kind of energy. And yes, we may be called to help physically do something, but even if we feel helpless towards challenges that we face and we know our loved ones face or we know the world faces, we can always be this prayerful presence of help and support everywhere in every moment.
Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, visit us at milehighchurch.org.